0: Hello and welcome. I am Jennifer, your host for the Mom Strong Podcast, creator of the Mom Strong Method, and full time holistic health and life coach for working moms and mompreneurs. I give it to you straight. I hold you to being your best self, and I can't wait to help you craft your life into something perfectly imperfect. Tune in each week as I share tips, tricks, and motivation for balancing family, a job, and trying to get healthy. I'm so glad you're here. So, um, today for us is the beginning of week ten of being in kind of quarantine, stay at home and week 8 of distance learning for Zeke Um, I'm also recording on my new desk in front of my new dresser. And so that's pretty awesome. I have been (laughs) a little Johnson family update. Um, I have definitely been in like this nesting mode of like, you know, and for Ryan and I, we had thought about, we had thought that we were going to move at some point this summer. Um, but just with all the uncertainty and everything, we decided maybe that's not the best move right now. And through that, um, and through having you know less to do on the weekends and less places to go and all of that, Ryan has been nesting outside, <laughs> not outside literally, uh, but he definitely has um, been putting more effort into the yard, which has been awesome. So he's been putting down pavers and mulching and all these things and just killing it on the weekends. And I have been nesting in my office. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen a few office tours. Um, But for me, it's been, I read the book Project 333, which is um, more about like capsule wardrobes. Um, But really for me, when I get bored, when when I have extra time on my hands, I am decluttering, organizing, rearranging. And now that I have a lot of extra time on my hands, And honestly, not extra time, but more so just time in a certain space where I have time to realize what doesn't feel good, what does feel good. Um, I've definitely been taking out my quarantine anxiety energy on uh, getting the office all set up. And so pretty excited about it. The last thing I have to come, really the last thing for now, um, I ordered some really cool moon, some teal moon prints off of Etsy. So those will be coming um, this week and then I can put those up on my office shelves. Otherwise I'm looking around and it's like, I love it. So um, one of Ryan's big tasks or one of his big things a few weeks ago was um, washing the windows inside and out of the house. And we have um, the windows in my room, in my office, and then in Zeke's room when the previous owners left. And again, we've been in this house for six and a half years now. So it's not like we just moved in. Um, So about six years now. Uh, but the, they've always, they were painted shut and we just kind of was like, oh, that's how it is. That sucks. Like Ryan could sometimes muscle them open, but like for me, it was not something that I could do. So when he was washing the windows, I took the time to do a quick Google search about how to, um, help like a stuck windows move. And a trick they showed was taking a candle, like a votive candle or just candle and kind of wax candle that you have access to the wax, um, and sliding it again, uh, against like the. The, do- the jam, I don't know what it's called, but the part where the window slides onto to create like a little bit of, um like a little bit of more flow to it. And obviously you could use like WD-40 or things like that, but it's a lot less messy to use this. So I just have a couple candles and slid them along those and it worked great, you guys. Now I can have the office window open. And I just love having the fresh air and being just just the thought of being able to open the window is like a game changer for me. So that's kind of our quarantine update. Um, I'd say last week was, was a rougher week for Zeke. He, um, it kind of just hit him. He really has been acting like he just hasn't missed a beat. Like honestly He went from oh, you're not gonna be at school again And being like okay to like mom's your teacher. Okay, and dad's teaching you to read and okay And he's been pretty good Um, and then last week it kind of hit him He just started getting really sad and misses his friends So thankfully we got to do a facetime and he's part of this like sticker club chain mail thing and um, so yeah, so he's been doing better this week so far. Um, and for me, I guess mentally been doing fine. Um, I, I'm onboarding clients, which always helps me stay extra busy, making sure they are set up and feeling loved and cared for and secure in the program. So that's been cool welcoming three new Mom Strong Method members. Um, and I have a few clients graduating in early June and so getting ready to bundle them up and send them off into the world in about a month. So it's been keeping me busy, which is good, as well as just the nesting. Uh, one thing that I mentioned, if you follow again, follow me on Instagram. Um, I, have my the way that my quarantine anxiety has been showing up is two ways. One, I went, I joined a wine of the month club just for like that first month, and I canceled right away. But they sent me a case of wine, and I have been drinking more than I had in a very long time. And for me, it's not like overconsumption, but drinking at all for me was like, that's that's weird. So I made a commitment a couple days ago. I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna eliminate it. It doesn't make me feel good. It triggers me just not having good behaviors. I don't sleep well when I drink. Um, And I think I realized how good I feel after I don't drink for an extended period of time. I've realized that enough now that it just makes drinking less appealing than it was when, you know, I'd start and stop and start and stop and not drink for a week and then drink, or maybe not drink for a month and then drink again. Um, so for me, I've just found the benefits of it to weigh. outweigh. Um, but it was a coping mechanism. It was something that snuck back in in this really stressful time of quarantine and of COVID-19. And so... That was one red flag behavior. And my other one was online spending. Ugh. I've always been kind of a, a, a impulsive, compulsive spender. Um, but it's gotten really bad where literally, like if Amazon didn't show up one day, that would be strange. So for me, I've been putting in barriers. I deleted the Amazon app. Um, I have a counter app that I'm using that's kind of counting up the days when I choose to not drink alcohol and choose to not um, do online spending and so that's been rewarding to see that number go up each day um, but for me that's how mine is manifesting I know for a lot of my clients it's been through being you know shorter with their family being more temperamental having ups and downs with moods not just like slight ones but huge caverns of down and huge waves of up moods um, obviously eating is one that shows up and then Missing workouts or just not having the energy they used to have and so these things show up keep an eye on that go back to the episode on red flag behaviors um, episode 71 and 70 70 and 71 there are two episodes around red flag behaviors to see what yours are and how are they popping up and then how can you also ease them so but today I want to talk about working from home so a lot of us are working from home and a lot more than we're than used to be working from home Uh, Some positions I know are transitioning back and some even if you can transition back have the choice to work from home for a longer period and so I wanted to address um, how to successfully work from home. So uh, coming up on April or excuse me May 29th, which is, is that this Friday. No oh my goodness, you guys, my days are all messed up. So next week, I will celebrate one year of being fully self-employed and having worked from home, you know, for a whole year now. And so seeing so many people launched into working from home again, has been really interesting watching how people cope. And especially it's not just working from home, it's working from home, probably with your partner also working from home and working from home while trying to school your children. And so there's so many layers. And if you had just been working from home, right, where your kids would go off to daycare or school, you'd have that downtime, some separation time, Um, your partner wasn't inches away. And it's also funny, because you know, during my client calls, we often we touch on everything, really, it's health and life coaching. So really, we are talking about really relationships with spouses and children. And it's provided an interesting wrinkle when their spouse is potentially overhearing the phone call. So I've had a lot of calls in people's cars, (laughs) where they just take a little trip to the car, and we had their video call there. um, And that's worked really well. Otherwise, just trying to edit conversations to make sure that we're being sensitive um, around people who potentially could be listening in. So uh, so working from home, I want to give you some really, again, the things that I share, you'll probably find they're not like rocket science. Um, Hopefully I say them in a way that hits better, that you're like, oh, that makes more sense to me. I've heard that a million times, but now I can actually understand it and take action. Um, But also, if you keep hearing the same thing over and over, probably a good thing to try out. So if you've heard these before, I encourage you not just go, yeah, I've heard that. Because if you've heard it and you haven't implemented it or even tried it, it might be a good time to try it and implement it. Um, Next week I'll be going over, I'm doing a private training for my clients this Wednesday and next week on the podcast I'll be talking a a little bit about giving you some insights on that private training, um, talking about how to take your intentions and goals and make a plan from them too. So tune in for that um, if you are needing action, needing to know how to take action in a really tangible way. So my first tip is to create separate spaces as much as possible. Um, I know that not everybody has a space for maybe your partner's office, your office, your kid's school area, all this stuff, depending on what size home you live in. So at the very least, creating a separate space so that, um, you know the ideal is obviously taking over a separate room for yourself so you can shut the door if you need to, um, but ideally it's a, it's a consistent separate space. So this might be, You order a card table and temporarily I saw someone who has um, multiple, they have like four or five children and they basically just extended their dining room table with a couple card tables. And that's like the students, the kids desks. And so they always have a specific place for us. We have been dual using our dining room table as Zeke's school area, which is not ideal, obviously, um, but. We have the same place every day. We have this little like caddy with his pens and his workbooks and all the things, this little caddy that we have organized into a certain area. Um, And then every day we clean it up and we put it away when he's done with school. So that's kind of how we're doing with Zeke's school, but it's always the same space. And again, try it out because some of your kids might really thrive on going outside and working on the deck, or they might work well in their room, or they might need more quiet. So play around. But what I found has consistently worked for a lot of my clients when they start implementing it is creating a separate space as much as possible. So even if it is an awkward space, right? It's right next to your treadmill or your Peloton, or it's right, you know, it's in a corner of the garage, if you live in a warmer space, it's not ideal. And I get that. And, you know, the longer that we do this, you might want to invest in a nicer desk or, you know, cleaning out a certain closet and making it a bigger desk area. I don't know. But um, thinking about creating separate spaces as much as possible. And that's not just for physical stuff so that you're not like, oh my gosh, where's my pen or where's his workbook or all this stuff, which is a pain in the butt, in the butt. But honestly, it's mentally you can then say, yep, I'm at work right now. Yep, I'm at school right now. Yep, I'm at home right now. Even though the lines are so blurry, this is a way to unblur it just a little bit where you can really be like, okay, when I walk into my office, I know that I'm gonna be doing work. Or for me, I have a separate space even in my office where I have a space that I sit and work at right here at my desk. And then I have a place where I meditate and read. I don't, I have a laptop. I could easily sit in my meditation chair and sit there and read and, you know, do my budget from there and do client calls from there. But I know it's really important To create separate spaces even in the same room. So this is also why in the bedroom, I am a huge proponent of just having sleep And sex and that is it in your bedroom because if you start blurring the lines and bringing in work and then watching TV and then the kids are sleeping in there and then now it's place where you're actually doing your work in the morning it can get really blurry and it just makes it cognitively really hard for your brain to be like oh what are we doing are we working right now are we having sex or are we watching TV or is this the kids playroom now and so trying as much as you can to create separate spaces as much as possible If you can't do that, another tip is a sign on the door or a computer. So um, I have a large laptop and if if I didn't have a door in my office, what I would do is I would flip a sign over the back of the computer it could be purple purple means mommy's on a call that cannot be interrupted because i know that some of us take calls where it's like you know i have some calls where zeke if he showed up in the corner no big deal and i have some calls that i know i really need to be focusing on like my one-on-one client calls you know rarely do i have or allow zeke to interrupt those because i want to be focused on my clients whereas if i'm doing like if i'm watching a webinar or i'm like in a co-working space event that we're doing a lot of a lot of those virtually with the coven my co-working space if zeke pops on no big deal and so if i didn't have a door where i could physically shut it i would probably create some sort of a sign or like again like a purple piece of paper that you put over purple means mommy's busy do not interrupt green means totally free common interrupt yellow means only if you, you know, whatever you can make the sign on your door or on your computer um you can have it sit at the end of the dinner table the hardest part is i mean I <laughs> example was ryan um when it's nice outside he'll go and sit on the deck and he'll bring out his laptop and all the things um and so i actually jumped in on one of his work calls yesterday and i didn't realize because i was like walking out to the porch be like hey how's it good oh oh you're in a. oh yep hi ryan's co <laughs> and so a visual way that you can signal to people around you um, that they are not allowed in your space or they are allowed in your space. Um, the next one that, you know, go back, friends, read, listen to the episode on Sunday download, ask for time during, the, during your Sunday download. It's really imperative to be asking for time when you need deep work time, letting your partner know in on that. Instead of just putting up the purple paper, maybe it's saying, hey, on Tuesday afternoon, I need to really buckle down and work on this case, or I need to really buckle down and work on this website, or I need to really buckle down and work on whatever it is. And so have that conversation during the Sunday download. So it's not like, Oh, oh gosh, it's 1.30, 30, got to offload the kid on a parent that can pay attention to them. Um, you're asking for time and getting confirmation from your partner. And then if you have a shared calendar or you have a calendar that, you know, that you can put on the kitchen, like uh, the, the, the fridge, oof, hard word, <laughs> the fridge, um, that's where you'll put that saying Tuesday afternoon. And the more that you can block that off and really ask for that time from your family, that's going to be huge. So it's not just like, oh, it's Tuesday you know, blah, blah, blah. The day is going, oh crap, I forgot I had this call that I have to have absolute quiet for this project I have to work on. So during your Sunday download, when you're looking at the week ahead, asking for that time when you need deep work time. And that might not be a physical call because right now that's the hardest thing is that when you're not physically on a call, it's a lot more tempting to go throw in some laundry or to, you know, help the kid with homework while you're, you know, trying to cook lunch and like all this stuff where you're doing the multitasking thing but not doing anything well. So during your Sunday download, ask for the time you need. And that can include project deep work time, just quiet time in your office so you can get things done. My last suggestion for working home at home um, like a boss. Well, I guess I'll go have two more. So this one is is again kind of in the creating your space thing, like get stuff that actually don't be stealing the kitchen scissors every time you need scissors for work. Don't be using your son's crayons when you need to write a memo, like have things that are dedicated to what you need them for, whether it's for school, have dedicated school things, have dedicated school crayons and pencils and glue and all that kind of stuff. And I really want to recommend like having dedicated stuff for you and for your office. For me, it's like if Zeke needs something, he needs to ask permission. He doesn't just come into my office and start taking out glue and tape and pens and things like that. He needs to ask. That is my office stuff. And again, it might seem really small, but it's those frustrating things where things the, the lines get little by little blurry. Um so then my last one is transition times. We have lost transition times. And that's, I think one of the biggest things that people don't, they can't quite put their finger on it. When I'm talking to my clients, they're like, "I just like the days just feel like blurry and they just gray into each other. And I mean, my gosh, I just feel like I can't, you know, get a focus on anything. And the reason is because we've lost that transition time, that commute time, that time walking in from the garage to the house, that time when we're alone, we can run a couple errands before we go home. So we've lost those transition times. So I really would recommend, figuring out ways that you can get that back in your life. And they might seem silly, but honestly, cognitively, again, your brain is picking up on these signals and is able to go, OK, we're done with work for the day. So one that I've heard people do and that I think is kind of fun is when you are done for say, it's you know, four o'clock, you're putting your laptop down, you're in your workspace, you're shutting it down. You walk out the front door and then you walk back in and you're like, honey, I'm home or you walk out the front door and you walk through the garage door and you say, honey, I'm home. And you kind of make it a joke, but like it's a visual and a verbal confirmation of like, hey, work is done. I am done with work for the day. Um, You know, when Zeke is done with school every day, we do a little like happy dance. Like, hey, done with another day. Good job. Yay, school's over. And we create some rituals around that where he has a snack right afterwards, just kind of like he would do at his normal school. So, and we, we're falling into these transition time rituals naturally in our house, thankfully. But I know that a lot of people are really struggling with that where it's like, there's just, everything is gray and you're working until all hours of the night. Your first thing you do in the morning is you fire up your laptop and get, like, don't, I would just really caution against that because you are building habits that when you do go back, if you do go back to work, that you then could potentially bleed into your work day. Where you then feel like you have to be up at 630 immediately checking on your laptop because you've done that for a couple months while in quarantine. So be aware you are also building what you were going to go back to. So your boss might expect you now, oh, she's always been answering emails at 10 o'clock at night or oh, I, she always answers text messages at six in the morning. And so be putting those boundaries in, even when you're at home. And I get it. It's a lot easier. It's a heck of a lot easier to be shooting off emails on Sunday morning or Sunday night or, um, you know, in the middle of the day. Like, honestly, transition times. And some big ones, some big bookmarks that are transitions are meal times, you guys. So keep that meal time in where in the morning, don't grab breakfast and have it at your desk just because you can. It's a terrible habit. Have breakfast at... Pause and sorry if you guys can hear our neighbor just decided to start mowing and I have my window open, which is glorious. But if you can hear it, sorry, not sorry. I never promised we were fancy here. (laughs) Um, So those transition times can be in the morning after you have breakfast, then you transition to work, but treat it as if you still have a commute. So take some time to go into your office, get settled. Don't grab your breakfast and just because you can start eating it over your lunch or over your laptop. Same thing with lunch, take a separate lunch. I, I mean, you should be doing this when you're working at a physical workspace, not your home, but especially at home, putting it on a plate, enjoying the luxury of being able to go to your own fridge full of your own food that's hopefully meal prepped and beautiful and planned and ready for you. And to eat that on a plate, use that time, put the laptop down. And same thing at, in the afternoon or evening, transition between work time and home. So I have been recommending to my clients who are going back to work, I say, hey, if you're going back to work physically, um, you know, in and phys- not working from home, don't forget you have that transition time. So when you get done with work, take a 10 minute walk around the block of your office building or whatever it is where you can get some space. And if you don't have that, if you are working from home, like this episode is about, take some time so in between say you're done at four o'clock as an example after like get in the habit of having a transition time not just going from shutting laptop down jumping into school right away i know that many of you have multiple children who are school-aged who are in children and it is crushing you i guarantee you if you just took this 10 minutes just 10 minutes to transition yourself you will find yourself much more able to pay attention much less forgetful You'll have filled your cup a little bit in a way that feels really good. Um, and people keep saying, oh, Jen, how are you keeping caught up with your podcast? Honestly, it's those transition times. I listen to them while I'm working out in the morning. I take about 15, 20 minutes after I'm done with my work day and I turn on, um, I, I got a masterclass subscription from Ryan for Mother's Day and I turn on one of those. It's kind of a ritual into transitioning into then life. I don't cold start everything. So really creating those transition times because you've lost that. So again, in the morning, it might be after breakfast, you go and take a 10-minute walk or you ride your peloton for 10 minutes or you jump around the house and listen to a song and then at lunchtime you actually take a physical lunch at a table that is not your workspace and then at the end of the day you shut your laptop down you go for maybe a little five minute drive just with the windows down music on or you go for a walk you get the mail you make some sort of ritual routine so you're not cold starting in between all these big transitions in your life so I hope that makes sense, just creating separate spaces, at the very least having a sign on the door or your computer when you're actually busy on your Sunday download, asking for time when you actually need deep work time, and that requires you to look ahead before your Sunday download. For you to say, when do I what do I have coming up here? When do I actually need to have time to myself? When do I need to put in some more transition times? And telling your partner, hey, starting this week when I'm done with work at 4 o'clock, I'm actually going to take a walk around the block for 10 minutes. Or before I, you know, when I get done with breakfast before I go to work, I'm actually going to go and you know, do five minute stretches just so you know, and you fill in your family with that. And then again, creating those transition times, you're not just cold starting or starting to really gray and overlap the food to the work, to the laundry, to the school, as much as you can create transition times in between those big like mental switches that you need to make. I hope this makes sense. Working from home can be really awesome. I think the place where people are struggling are the the main two ones. They don't have a create they don't have a space that they call their own that is consistently theirs with materials that are theirs. That is mommy's office printer, that is mommy's paper for mommy's printer, not for your craft project. Those are mommy's scissors, those are mommy's pens. Like this stuff sounds so silly and you're probably chuckling, but you know what I mean. If if you're chuckling, it's because you know. You know, right? So creating separate spaces, having your own separate stuff for your separate space, and then transition times because you lost those. When you lost your commute and you lost the ability just to go run errands quickly every day, you lost transition time. So instilling those two things at the very least will help you work from home a lot smoother and maintain your sanity a lot more. So wrapping up friends, if you're not my free MomStrong Facebook group, I want you in there. I am sharing some of the best things that I am loving on Amazon, <laughs> um, and I'm stopping. I'm stopping spending stupidly, you guys. I'm doing it. It's on my counter. It's one of my goals that I then made a plan for. Um, and reminder: every Sunday, I send you a love note in your email. So sign up for the free Mom Strong love note. There's a link in the show notes. And reminder: I share a lot of stuff on Instagram, especially my stories. So there's mini trainings in my Instagram stories. There's like life things that maybe will give you a chuckle so you can find me Johnson on instagram or you can shoot me an email jennifer at crafter life coaching and remember you're mom strong you are not meant to be normal or average or perfect you are meant to be exceptional in your own way and as always i'm here for you in your corner cheering you on and believing in you even before you believe in yourself massive love to you